and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey guys, and welcome to the first full episode of 2021 of TV My Husband Hates. How you doing, Kat? I'm doing all right. Happy New Year. Happy n- shitty yeah. year. I mean, isn't 2021 isn't the year that we always <laughs> hoped it would be? Oh, man. There's been a lot happening in these eight days of January. <laughs> I mean, you, your Capitol building's been stormed. We are oh. back in a national lockdown. Uh, I don't know about you, but I am living my best fucking life. Yeah. Yes. But I am in good news. This is a great thing. I haven't washed my hair today. I'm wearing sweatpants. I've got no bra on. Like this, this is the side of lockdown I can get on board with. Loungewear for lockdown is, is where I am at. No, for sure. I feel really dressed up up here on the top because I put on a top and some makeup and, and my hair is done. But it is. Well, you had yourself a fancy interview this morning. I did. That's why everybody needs to send good vibes. Oh, good. I do have I tracky that, bottoms. So. I love that you're only doing like work on the top half, yeah, lock, lockdown sure. on the bottom half. It's the mullet of clothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's business in the front, party party down below. <laughs> it's always a party down below. I mean, it's, it's what am I saying? It's been a long time since it was a party down below. Oh, gosh. Um, you're telling me like we're still in the basement with no door. Not super hot for our sex well, life. But also, like, I know that people are like lockdown babies. Everybody's having lockdown no. babies. Like... I'm far more likely to sleep with my husband and find him really attractive when I don't see him 24 hours of the day. Yeah, so here was uh, this is what I think. I think for people who do not have children, there could be there could be some lockdown babies, like single couples, both yeah. working at opposite sides of the house, meeting together for <laughs> meals and drinks. This is what I picture lockdown being for like kind of sandwich single at lunchtime. People. Right, yeah. or not single people or even marrieds without children. Like this is what I picture your lockdown to be, right? Whereas people with children are like, do not even touch me. Because <laughs> there's no way I'm dealing with a newborn d- during all this as well. They're like, I still haven't got over the fact that you left that dirty teaspoon on top of the counter by the dishwasher. <laughs> or you get to work in the, the area that's closed off from the children where I have to work at the table with the children. <laughs> oh, yeah. That resentment is there and it's real. <laughs> do not touch me. <laughs> Or I'm just exhausted, so I'm asleep. <laughs> I know, this is the thing. Like, it's honestly, it's exhausting. We're doing big girl breakfast tomorrow, which is where the Excellent. kids get up and do that. So that's like, we're like, well, we'll have to, well, that's when we'll have sex. We've started because- doing that on a daily basis. Whereas I am no longer responsible for the entire family's breakfast. Everybody has to get their own breakfast. Well, and to be fair, now you can be in bed and like five feet away is your kitchen. Oh, yeah, because I you can are still see it. <laughs> you just shout instructions. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, I don't get a lie-in. It's just like our normal day-to-day. Yeah. Mommy is now not responsible for breakfast anymore. So what I've started doing is I've put hours, because we're now back in lockda- lockdown, I've, mm. I've put kitchen hours up. So, because what happened before was that it was like this constant expectation that at any given moment of the fucking day, I would drop everything I was doing, or or Jimmy would, and make a snack, make a sandwich, or whip up some porridge. 
So now I'm like, for breakfast, we are open between 7 and 8.30. For lunch, we are open between 12 and 1. And for mm-hmm. dinner, we are open between 5 and 6 for kids. And anyway, they've had McDonald's yeah, yeah. tonight, so that doesn't count. But um, Awesome. But I'm not doing this thing where I'm a fucking short order cook and they can just go, can I have a sandwich? And I'm expected to just produce a sandwich. No. Fuck yeah. that shit. No, we've done a lot of those types of things. Living in a very small space um, all together. I'm trying to empower them because ultimately we've seen how entitled white men act in my country the beginning of this year. And I, I have two Well, and for the last four years, let's be honest. For sure. So I have two of them and it's like my life's mission and goal that I am not raising entitled fuckwads. So part of that is making sure that they are doing chores. They are actively contributing to our household and they're making our lives easier. So that has been the focus of our basement living. And if they want a snack, they just have to go get it themselves. It has to be something that they can just go get. I have no part in it. Yeah, I mean, I've told them that they they just don't need to eat all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like they get bored and they're like, well, I think I'll just demand some sort of... Right. food thing i'm like no fuck that the kitchen is closed you can yeah. drink some water you can always grab some fruit but beyond that you have yeah. your fucking breakfast lunch and dinner and that's it yeah end of it's a different fucking lockdown this time around <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you it's a gulag we've, lockdown <laughs> it is let me t- well we've learned right because last uh-huh. time it was thrown upon us we had no idea anyway now we're like Mm-mm-mm. we've learned from our mistakes there's no fucking around. And also, in some ways, lockdown's easier in the winter. Oh, yeah. It's, well, homeschooling is easier in the winter right. because the kids are less like, I want to be in the playground. I want to be in the paddling pool. I want to be outside. They're just like, yeah, fine. I'll just sit here and do it. have <laughs> not really got anything fucking else to do. So yeah. they're like, all right, we'll just sit here and do our work. Right. I mean, it means that I'm a full-time teacher again. Never thought I'd be there, but... Do you ever think yeah, you'd we've... be teaching young children? Because we never taught the young, young ones. At least I never did. No. I have to say, I don't hate teaching Billy. Yeah. She's seven, well, I, that's nearly eight. Like yeah, she's yeah. kind of, it's kind of fun coming up with different ways to get her to try and understand something. Like if she yeah. doesn't get maths in one way, I can come up with a different way to try and do it. That's quite fun. Right. Um, Bo, though, it's like a whole different, I, I've given Bo to Jimmy and basically they just He likes that though. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he likes together. it. No. He's, he's stepping up to the plate. Good job. But, um, but yeah, she's, because she's just like, oh, bright, shiny thing. Uh, you know, doing writing and she'll be like, Jasper's got a willy. We'll be like, what? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no. Yeah. yeah you just sure. never know where she's going to go. It's like herding cats, but. Um, she's jazz. She's she jazz. She is. We're doing. We're just doing our fucking best. That's what you got to do, man. I see. I don't mind. I don't mind teaching Keith. I mean, I haven't had to do it. So I'm just talking out of my ass here because, you know, when he was in lockdown, it's just preschool. So it is what it is. Tate, I really struggled with like the new way they teach math because I don't oh, fucking yeah. get it. I no. just know the way I was taught math. So we clash because then he's like, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it, even though it's the right answer. And I don't know how to walk him through that because I don't understand these like weird bubbles and no, these the different di- groupings. No, the division bubbles are w- fucking weird. I don't get those they either. They blow my mind. I like, I just don't understand. I don't either. And I did speak to them. Oh, I must teach about this. We'll get on to, to the reality TV yeah, in sorry, a minute. Guys. But I did talk to our must <laughs> teach about this. I was like, I don't learn. I didn't learn this shit in the way that she's learning yeah. this shit. And the must teach did say, to be honest, it doesn't matter. She's like, if you can explain it in your way, 
Then just do that. Then just do that. I was like, oh, all right. So I taught her how to put like num- numbers on top of each other and add them up that way. That's not how they teach yeah. adding up anymore. No, and see, this is where I don't like that I have such a rule follower as an oldest child because he will not do it the way I've explained it. He wants to do it the way the teacher has explained it because that is the right way. Mommy's way is not right. And be fair, maybe mommy's way isn't right. I'm not a math scholar by any means, but um, I can add, subtract, and divide and multiply. But anyways, I mean, he doesn't yeah. listen to I, me. I don't think I could do long division though if my life depended on it. I can still do that. I can still do that. I can't do algebra. I never have been able to do algebra. No, not even. We're not, we're not numbers people. To. No. What we are though is reality TV people. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Do you like the way I did there? <laughs> um, this is our first show of this year. Uh, we took a break. We're happy to be back. Um, I enjoyed taking a break, but I'm glad that we are back doing our thing. Me too. Like I enjoyed the ease of watching reality TV without having to take notes, but I missed being able to chat through it because my husband obviously does not give a fuck. <laughs> Mine could not care less. <laughs> Although he was watching, he did come in while I was watching Southern Charm this morning to hear Craig talking about Danny being emotional. And yeah. Jimmy did say, wow, he's a special kind of wanker. So <laughs> Jimmy's little, Jimmy's little input is always yeah. highly um, appreciated. He's on, he's on brand he's and on point. Not wrong. No. Um, but that's not where we're starting. That's where we're going to no. end. Where we're starting is of course in Atlanta. Um, and, over the two weeks that we obviously didn't talk about it, uh, we saw Cynthia and Mike get into a little bit of a fuss about this bloody 10-10-20 wedding. It's so insane. And I mean, to be honest, I understand where Mike is coming from. Like, I feel like Mike is like, I think you just want it to be a show and that's really bothering me. If you really want to marry me on 10-10-20, marry me on 10-10-20. It doesn't matter where we are. I 100% I agree. I think... Yeah. I, I, and also, it's like, I would be more sympathetic towards Cynthia if this was her first wedding. Yeah, like, I And do if this think... was like her, the only chance she was going to have to have the wedding that she wanted. Like, this is your third wedding. Yeah. This is the man that you wanted. I think it's only her he... second. Oh, is she it? She wasn't second. married to Leon. Right. Second wedding. Yeah. But also, all Mike really wants to hear is her say... Listen, I actually don't give a fuck. I get married on the sidewalk. And she's not saying that until no. she has this conversation with Kenya. I mean, who knew Kenya could actually give some fucking non-selfish good advice? I think this is a first for this show. Um, I, I mean, see, go ahead. Go like, I totally agree with Mike. And, and Mike does need to hear that from Cynthia. I did think it was interesting, though, because when we see Cynthia talk to Candy about it, Candy makes a really good point that, like, with her marriage to, um, what's his face? Uh, oh, her, Pete, her ex, Peter. Peter, Pete, Peter. Peter. They had no money. So she wasn't able to do, like, the things she wanted to do. So this wedding was going to be the one wedding where she could do all the things. And I understand being disappointed about that. Like, that's totally fine yeah. and natural. You still need to make sure, like, your man knows it's not all about the spectacle and it is about the connection. Well, and also, I'm with you. Be disappointed, but also let's get our priorities yeah. straight. We're in the right. middle of a pandemic. Like, for sure. It, if this truly is the man of your dreams who's going to provide you with happiness for the rest of your life, then it really doesn't matter. Like, be no. disappointed. Have that moment. Have a party later. 
But let's move on to what's really important yeah. and just get fucking married on 10, 10, 20, wherever and however you can. Right. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is hell froze over because Kenya is the one handing out decent, empathetic advice. It's about time she pulled her head out of her ass. Like, I have to say, I mean, I feel like this divorce and this separation is kind of, is really changing Kenya. And I hope it's a change that we see sticks around because she's actually being a good friend to Cynthia. A good friend to Cynthia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not many in, other people. And, and in her own very special way. But she is. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Mel appreciates it with Cynthia. And I think we'll see them work it out obviously we know they did get married on 10 yeah, 20 so right. they obviously figured it out um it was a, that was a big day for weddings in the real housewife universe it was because bloody what's the chops kelly, kelly got married on that yeah that day as well um but talking of marriages let's let's chat about oh. ralph and drew's counseling session because this really made my piss boil this man needs to go. He is. What the, the fuck? He's not, a, he's not a nice guy. No. And I found it fascinating in that backyard therapy session when he talks about like his mom pissed him off. So he left and like just didn't take care of her. Like. And the arrogance with that. Yeah. Like literally like I just yeah, fucking held it all together. But I showed her. It's like. I wrote, my exact line was, turns out Ralph was a cunt to his mum as well. Like, I just think he is fucking da- damaged and dangerous. And the way I that- think I think Drew is 100% correct that he needs to go to therapy on his own. Like, she, she said this in, like, past episodes. He needs to go to therapy on his own and work through that shit. Because there is some, there are some things that need there to is be looked lo- at but there. But he's also of a kind of... Um, I guess, generation where therapy is not really, I think like couples therapy is probably more acceptable than individual therapy. And I yeah. know that there's lots of talk about black men feeling like they are. For sure. Um, Cause he's younger not than something we are. That they, yeah. That it's so, not something that yeah. they can do, that it's a real vulnerability that, that they well, have a slight to like their manhood. Right. Like, right. They're not allowed um, to have feelings or discuss them or whatever, but I don't feel like Ralph is going to change. I don't think he gives two fucks. I think Drew is 100% right that he is playing to an odd, like this audience for the show and for the therapist. And it's fucking weird. I don't like it. She, she can do better on her own. In my well, opinion. when the therapist says, what do you want to get out of it? And he's like, respect and sex three times a week minimum. I swear to God, I would have walked out. Mm. I would have walked out. That is, how fucking dare you? Like, how dare you? Yeah. Just And I don't think Drew's really asking for all that much. I mean, it, in all honesty, I think she needs to ask for more. All she's asking is that, like, he let <laughs> her know when he leaves. You don't fuck off to Florida for three days without telling her. <laughs> right. But I did find it very interesting that, like, he did that to her the same way he did it to his mom. Like, I, and the therapist obviously pointed that out. Like, that's the only way he feels he can get validation is by leaving. <laughs> But the but problem like, is, I've, fuck, I agree, man. but I felt like rather than him go, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not handling this very well. Yeah. I think what he took from that is, Good job. oh, well, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I do. Great. This is how I handle stuff. Yeah, so you just need to expect that I'm going to run away for three days. This is what I do, yeah. That's just, just the way like, it's going to be. I can't oh, even. I can't no. even with him. Um, 
Excuse me, I've just let's, been drinking Coke and I've got all burpy. Apologies. It's okay, but let's let's carry on with a couple train. Um, Portia and Dennis are no more, apparently. End of the road for penis. <laughs> or Dorsha. Sorry, I'm going to be a real 12-year-old boy about that and laugh. <laughs> I know. I gave that. I mean, I was a 12-year-old boy in giving it to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Or Dorsha. Um, yeah, it's no more. I mean, I'm not... I think Portia is growing so much, yeah, so quickly. She's so strong. Sure. She she doesn't need some she's grubby such little a hot dog, hot dog I mean, can, dude. Can we just talk? Like, she's the only one in this whole group of women that are out there, like, fighting for Black Lives Matter and Not just in rights. this whole group of women, but in Atlanta, is, uh, in Potomac as well. Like, yeah. There's nobody there talking about that stuff. I don't know whether the timing... It, it may be that the timing is off on on that, but... Now um, I think about it, I don't think there was any coronavirus on Potomac. So maybe no, that... it wasn't. So that they was haven't before. been there. Okay, right, I'll right. take that back. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I love seeing this growth in her. I mean, when you think about... I think we talked about this on the last episode. Like, that one clip of her not knowing what the Underground Railroad was to where she is now... I know. There's been a huge huge amount of growth and self-reflection. And, you know, I think, I think what she's doing is awesome. Like I'm proud of her. I'm glad. And a real commitment to educating herself as well. Like, which, you know, is testament to her commitment to the whole cause, but she's really getting out there and to see like Kenya throw shade at it. I mean, it's clearly all that, all that's happened is that and Portia doing this work has triggered Kenya because they're doing fuck all. And so right. rather than get up and do something, she's just going to try and make Portia feel a bit small about it. And actually, That's you know, this cool. is when we see that side of Kenya where it's yeah. it's just tired. Well, this reminds me, like I was going to bring up, I ask you, like, how do you feel about Lauren, like uninviting Kenya to Portia's party? I think um, Kenya is showing signs of not being quite as much of a messy cowbag as she has been. But I don't think she's yet earned the trust of people to like take the risk. So I understand why Lauren chooses to not have her there. However, I think she handles it badly. I think Lauren For handles sure. it badly. I'd agree with that. Cause I feel like she kind of knew where she's like, Lauren knew where she stood at the beginning with Kenya, which is why Kenya did not get a personal invitation. I think when Cynthia brings it up, Lauren should have just said, you know what? I gave it a lot of thought. There's a reason she's not getting an invitation from us. No. Like, I think to uninvite somebody, even if they're going to be a mess, is is making, like, unnecessary drama. Just, like, yeah. deal with the drama from the beginning and don't invite her. Well, and I think the reality is, having seen behind the scenes of Kenya and what she was good, I yeah. think she would have been fine at this party. I she do was too. taking a Rosa Parks doll. I thought that was yeah, really yeah. cool. And I, I think that too. she'd really made an effort to make... To go with good intentions. Yeah. That being said, I understand why Lauren wouldn't have trusted that. And For sure. I think that's but what Kenya needs to recognize that she needs. She can't just decide that she's not going to be messy. And right. She's going to behave well and expect everybody to. Because we then had this fucking huge montage of her being messy at every other party that she's ever been to. Yeah. She has to accept that it's going to take time for people to start trusting her again. Right. But um, she's not going to do that. She's just going to be yeah. extra worse next week. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I think that's the unfortunate reality. Like she probably would have been fine. You're exactly right. Like she was vi- gearing up to be okay. I agreed. But now like. 
the uninvitation, like uninviting her has actually made it worse than just not inviting her in the first place, which I, mean, I think is put, always, that always happens. Just don't invite totally. somebody in the first place. No, I mean, that's just poked the fucking bear and now she's yeah. raging. Um, yeah. But yeah, what I mean, you, I'm st- go on. I was going to say, so going to like, now that we're at the party, like, what do you think about this Toya girls? Um, bluntness, I guess would be a nice way to put it. So these, this, I think she's thirsty. I think yeah. that she's, I think she's, she's a friend of the show, right? And I think right. she's just trying to get a, a full-time ca- like cast member slot. I think that she's just here to try and shock. I don't think there's anything clever or interesting about no. her at all. I think um, she's an asshole. I think she is an asshole. And I think she's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could, I, I would rather pour bin juice into gaping eye holes than into <laughs> my gaping eye holes than give more than any energy thinking or talking about her. Yeah, I agree. I will also go on record as saying this season of Atlanta is better than last season at the point where we're at thus far. I think it's more interesting. I think they're dealing with better stuff. It's more watchable. I'm never wondering about whether Nini's there or not. I mean, I, yeah, it's better without Nini. I like, I I think taking her out of the equation hands down is the right move. I'm still... I still think most of the interest is coming from Portia. Uh, coming from the things that are going on around the show, like the Black yeah. Lives Matter movement and coronavirus rather than the cast members themselves so far. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, I don't want to watch a whole 20 fucking six episodes where the only the interesting things are Black Lives Matter and coronavirus. Not that they're not important, but like, yeah. I want something more from Atlanta and they really have to deliver because last season was painful. It was awful was so hard to watch. It was. Well, listen, let's move on to Below Deck. But before we do that, here's a little reminder from us. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Okay, with that out the way, let's move on to Below Deck, which has not been our favorite season of Below Deck, but it did pick up a little bit in this episode. It's getting a little spicy. Got some spicy new guests. Got Basically, some hot we just need hot tub action. We just need somebody to push fucking to put 50p in Captain Lee, is essentially <laughs> what we need. Uh, just to see him go. And then and then we've got then we've got a show basically. Oh my word. I cannot that- believe <laughs> how these guests are treating Captain Lee. Like I have never seen anybody <laughs> treat Captain Lee this way before. Have you seen the meme that's going around at the moment? And it's like sliding into 2021 like and it's this woman walking down the back stairs of a yacht and she's fucking shit-faced and she falls onto the swim platform. And her head's over the edge and she's like laughing and then she just slowly slides into the water. Like completely, <laughs> like it's honestly joyous. I'll send it no, to you after this. No, we have to find it. We'll post it when we find it. Oh my but God. This, this is that episode encapsulated. And as I said, like, 
Captain Lee has always made this franchise. Just having yes. him at the top with his fucking goddamn it's not rest of it. It's brilliant. And this episode is brilliant because of it. But before we get to that, let's talk about Elizabeth and James getting Randy in the hot Ooh, tub. Ooh, the steamy vibes in the hot tub. I don't you know, know don't, man. I, I don't blame James. She's a pretty girl. I don't blame her. He's a pretty dude. I mean... What I'm saying is I just... I'm taking issue with dismissing James as a fuck... Like, I'm just taking issue with Rachel dismissing James as, like, a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. No, he's because a sensitive soul with a fuckboy yes. exterior, for sure. And I think we see that because, like, they mess around. Then, like, the next day, he, like, calls her out. And, like, I was fully expecting it just to be, like you know, a little gropey session, but yeah. like they just sit there and talk and each is really trying to get to know her, which is interesting. I don't think he's going to have to go very deep, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably got everything he needed in that 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> shady. Uh, yeah. but I have a lot of time for James and I think I it's too. very clear that he's got a good heart and a good soul just because he likes the ladies doesn't mean he's going to be a dick to them all i think his heart's been broken he's a little bit cautious yeah um and he's taking it fucking slowly and i i just think he's a nice guy yeah i take issue with rachel on this particular thing because yeah maybe he had i mean i think james has been bantery with everyone he's not been fucking around with everybody this is like this is episode 10 of this season he's not messed around with anybody beforehand like he's not out to do wrong by people he's not a sex pest menace like no and i mean thank god for him because he's got a sense of humor he's a little bit cheeky he's fun i mean rob the new guy i I just can't even not not in the least so boring yeah um eddie is a beige cardigan rachel's interesting (laughs) but like i feel like once we've seen her talk about some fucking something in the mouth we know what we're gonna get with her (laughs) elizabeth's dull francesca's dull ashling's dull yeah izzy's dull i mean (sighs) yeah thank Thank god God for James james and captain lee yeah yeah, they're carrying the show. And drunk Dolores, who we can talk <laughs> about in a minute. <laughs> drunk Dolores. But coronavirus is starting to impact yes. Below Deck. Izzy is sick. We know that it does have an impact on this season in some way, shape, or form. So right. I don't know how and when, but maybe this is the beginning of it. Maybe Izzy is COVID I mean, it will positive. have to be. It's episode 10. How many like, do I we have? have- I don't know how many more we'll have. Maybe eight more. I mean, maybe we'll have eight more. That's quite a few. Yeah. But I think that's a stretch. I think usually it's 16. Well, but we'll see. Anyways, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I hope she gets better. It'd be awful if we lost Izzy. Okay. Yeah, because honestly, actually, I've liked her loads more on deck than I liked her interior. Like, I think yeah. she that's where she should be. Um, but let's get into the drunker than a four-pecker goat guest. <laughs> <laughs> which was Captain Lee's phrase, which I loved. And and can a goat have four dicks? <laughs> Is that possible? I mean, it, it, uh, no. I mean, who knows? In Captain Lee's world, anything is possible. I, uh, yeah. Although I have this sneaking suspicion he votes for Trump. Oh, I'm sure he does. There's no doubt in my mind. He's a white man from Florida. We'll just not think about that. And, uh, um, anyway, so they get their 
charter guests who are boat people. Now, this is always really tricky. And I remember being uh, doing the ski chalet season yeah. thing and having... With chalet people. And having um, friends of the guys who owned the chalet coming, you know, so they've done loads of ski things and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that is really, really irritating because they know all the bits. They know exactly what they can expect and ask for. Whereas a lot of guests are like, oh my God, are you sure you don't mind? Whereas these yeah, guests yeah. are like, no, I know this is what, yeah. bring it on. Make it happen. Um, so that's stressful. But actually, I mean, Dolores is a whole new level of brave because I don't know anybody who goes up against Captain Lee like that. No. And the thing with her is there were some moments where I was like, is she getting too hammered? But then she would talk like, then she would talk total sense and be fine. So I think this was like a really tricky overserve. Like you didn't know she was like overserved until the very end of the episode, which in full disclosure, I actually didn't see the video because it really, it messed up on my DVR. So like I couldn't, I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. So I didn't get the full effect. So yeah, so she a wasn't, picture, Kat. Well, she wasn't like sloppy, sloppy drunk. Like it was clear that she was shit faced, but she wasn't like falling asleep in her soup or anything. She managed a conversation. She sat through dinner. She was upright. She was walking. So Yes, she was shit-faced, but there didn't seem to be any indication to suggest that she didn't, that they should cut her off. Right. She wasn't aggro. Even when she was being naughty, she wasn't aggro. She was super chill. No, it's like cute naughty. But she's Drunk on the swim naughty. deck. She's on the swim deck and she's like, I'm going to go in. And everybody, Fran's like, no, you can't go in. No. It's really dangerous. James is like, you can't go in. Look, can't go in. Don't be stupid. Don't go in. Don't go in sea now. Really dangerous. It's dark. You're drunk. Don't do that. Um, and... Uh, Anyway, she literally just like Captain Lee's above looking over the railing. He's like, do not do like, do not do that. Like, I fucking swear to God, if you do that. And I felt like me when Bo is like Sharpie in hand in front of a white wall. And I'm like, I swear to God, if you do that. And she just looks at me like little glint in her eye. <laughs> and draws her name and then goes, but look, I drew my name. This is what that woman did. She gave, looked at Captain Lee and she literally just dived in. Oh just my dived gosh. In. And then swam, like, and then went, like then went out. Just like swimming. James is like, should I go in after her? Like taking his top off, Fran's like, yeah. And then Captain Lee, should James go in? No, nobody else to go in. He's standing there screaming at her like she's a kid. <laughs> Get oh your ass out of that goddamn water right now. <laughs> I mean, it was even, and then he's like, that's it. Your charter's over. And then he goes into the dining room and he tells them that their charter's over. He's going straight back to the dock and they are getting off. Every, all the crew's faces are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was she in clothes? Did she go yes. swimming in her clothes? Yeah, fully dressed. White dress, dived in. Wow. No messing. Oh, I can't wait for next next week. I can't wait to see that. Because there are some level where, like, if I was the host, I'd be like, well, can we just kick her off? Like, yeah. let's go back to the thing. I'm fine to, like, send her home. Can we go back out then? That's the friend I am. I totally would as well. I'd be like, no, we drop her off and then we're back out. Like, yeah. fuck it. She's a grown woman. Yes, yeah, she is. She's like, a grown woman. 
hold your liquor, make your own decisions and face your own consequences. But I totally would have taken her to the dock and, or I would have just pulled up the anchor and fucking left her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Shark food. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know whether he'll go through with it or maybe he'll just calm down and be like, maybe he'll retract. I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? Holy shitballs. Anyway. Let's go to the OC where we are nearly, I believe we're not nearly at the end of this. Yeah, next week is their last episode, which cannot come too soon. And it'll only be, it'll only be 14 episodes because this was episode 13. So it's a short, it's shorter than normal as well. Well, it's felt longer than normal. Yeah, Um, it 100% has. I mean, I'm not, like, on social media, there's a lot of people clamoring to bring Vicky and Tamara back. I'm not that person. But there needs to be something else because, like, this has not been a good season. Well, I just wonder if there's just an element of tonality in it that isn't sitting right. Like, amidst a year of real hardship and coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and things like that, that maybe... It just all seems a bit fucking. Maybe the OC is played out. I mean, it, it is the oldest one. It Maybe is. Maybe it's I, time to drop OC. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know. I just think that there's something boring about watching a load of really overprivileged, entitled white women. Yeah. D- dealing with this kind of petty bullshit amidst coronavirus and people dying. Well, and I, think, I just, I yeah. don't know. Well, and I feel like while there are stories like, you know, there's Sean and Bronwyn and Elizabeth and the Colt and Shannon being fucking freaked out. And I mean, there are some things there, but I kind of feel like they should, they just shouldn't have filmed this season. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at least in Atlanta, we're seeing Portia out there doing some shit. Like, yeah, we're seeing something happen. It's, but these guys, it's like, it's like, I almost don't know if it was it's just like too so... early in like what was happening. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe for me, I just, it's like, they're so privileged that, yeah. that, that, that we can almost watch this without coronavirus and Black Lives Matter having any impact. And I think that yeah. kind of feels a bit weird, weird, a dis- yeah. bit disconnected. Um, cause well, I remember like, do you, just before, do you remember, yeah. cause you know how Emily recently caught coronavirus. Do you remember when they were blasted on social media because they all went over to somebody's house and hung out and yeah. took that picture. And then that was where they caught coronavirus. And I remember oh, thinking it? there's just that tone deafness that they're yeah, just not yeah. getting it. Anyway, let's get on with it. Let's start with Bronwyn and Sean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a shit show, isn't it? Is, is not good. Like, I'll have to say, there there was part of me that really liked that her journey was going to be on television. Me too. I didn't feel that this episode. I actually just kind of felt bad for Sean. Like, I don't know. Like, I know he's had his hand in all of this. And I know things are changing. And I'm trying to keep that in mind. But, like, she's kind of being a dick. She is being a dick, but like I think that interview that we did with um, behind the velvet rope, whose name because my David I've been homesc- David Yontaf, yeah, um, really made me reassess a lot of people's kind of right. place motives. in the shows and motives. And For so sure. I think that he he's always been quite thirsty. He's really enjoyed being on a show. I think it appeals to their weird sense of just let's do this. It's fun, and I think we're a bit crazy. Um, so 
while I do feel sorry for him, I feel sorry for anybody going through this kind of situation, him yeah. and Bronwyn. I don't really feel sorry for him that it's going on in the show. I'm like, okay, well, this is where you, you, you did this. Like, yeah, I know. well, no, I mean, obviously they're like grown people doing this, but he has no control over how his wife is going to treat him on the show. Like, no, 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 he doesn't have any that, control. That lies with her. It, it, yeah. It, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, I think you're right. I think chatting with you still there. Yes, I am. Sorry, somebody just tried to call me. No worries. How rude. Yeah, like anybody talks on the phone anymore. Send me a text. But I I think you're right. I think like after chatting with him and really kind of reevaluating people's motives for being on this show, um, I feel Bronwyn feels a little contrived in in these episodes. Like, the throwing a tantrum about not talking shit about Shannon, then talking yeah. shit about Shannon. And then, <clears throat> oh, my girl, my two girlfriends are going to come over. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not liking Bronwyn at the moment. She's not very well, likable right now. Well, obviously, she's since come out as gay. So yeah. this is kind of the preempt, the, I guess this preempts all of that. This is the beginning of that journey. And she sort of says that, you know, she's really something along the lines of she's taking it out on Sean because she Mm -hmm. isn't able to find the courage to be her true self. Like, and all of that, I, we can see, and she's her level of self-awareness right now is really high. And I can appreciate that, but she's also in this very selfish, newly sober mode where it's like, I need to do anything and everything to make me happy and kind of everybody else be damned. My only circle of responsibility includes me and that's it. Um, But also, She's Which is like, kind of a privileged place when you have seven so children privileged. to look after. Well, but this yeah. is the thing, right? She's like, my marriage is different. We're, we're like, pair, we're like fucking flatmates. I'm like, you also have a two year old still. Like, I right. know you've been together for 25 years and maybe you're like, maybe it's not the right thing. But anybody, even if you're meant to be together when you've got kids that young, yeah, you are fucking flatmates. Like you, yeah. you fucking pass ships in the right. night. You high five, tag in, tag out. And I just wonder if she's seeing everything clearly or if she's yeah. just like fueled by this new beginnings, exciting things. I don't know. I'm not undermining her coming out. I'm sure that that's real. Yeah. But it seems like a very emotionally chaotic period for her. And, right. you know, that. I don't know. It's just a yeah. lot. It is a lot. And I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with it being on the. I don't know. I know it feels a bit uncomfortable. I feel a yeah. bit voyeuristic. With right, it. right. And like, obviously, we see inside uh, pe- people's personal lives all the time with reality, but there does right. feel to be something a little bit too vulnerable about both of them. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Like, I don't, I almost want to look away and like, oh, they need to have a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would if I was at their house. Like, oh, they need to talk yeah. about this privately. I'm going to go to the restroom. <laughs> Just going to go downstairs. We're just going to go downstairs, get a drink. Um, yeah. But while we were also away, we did discover a lot more about Elizabeth. Ah, yes. The now, religious cult. I did not see this coming. No, not at all. It's very, I mean, it's it's interesting. I'm glad it, I'm glad it showed up. I'm not glad that it happened to her, but um, I can't find any record of that church. Like I've been looking and I can't find it. And I'm, I'm not saying like it didn't happen, but I wonder if it had a different <laughs> name or... Whatever, because I definitely, I tried to, like, look into it because religious cults are my jam. Like, I love learning about them. Me too. They fucking fascinate me. Yeah. 
this whole Christmas break, because I, I've actually taken a break. I've been watching nonstop crazy documentary stuff. Um, on the telly. And so, I know. Yeah, can a lot you send of me, can you stuff. send me some of them? Cause I think I've probably watched them, but I'd love to, I'd you've love watched to... some of them. One that I just finished was called baby God. And it's about this like fertility doctor in Nevada who has not like 40 years for 40 years was using his own sperm for people to have babies. So there have been babies born in like the twenties all the way to the eighties. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. I No. Yeah, it's called Baby God. Over here, we get it on um, like the HBO channel, but I'm sure you can get it someplace. I'll probably else, get it on Now TV. Yeah, um, it's Anyways. honestly. Uh, anyway, back to what we do. Yes, so Elizabeth so and the I, cult. Yeah, if anybody knows the actual name of the church, because the one that she has said, I cannot find. Um, what was the, the name that church. she said? It was like a holy tabernacle. I've got it somewhere. Don't have it written down in these week's notes, but I wrote it down when it came out. Um, that is a church, but it's still going. So it's not the one that she's talking about being busted up by the FBI. So if anybody else out there knows who it is, send it to me. Cause I want to do some deep dive on that. But, um, she wants to do some sleuthing for sure. But, um, I, I think it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'd like that she was open about it. I don't like that. Bronwyn is kind of treating her not so I nice know. now. I know. This is After the thing that, with Bronwyn. Like, She's not in a position to be supporting anybody. Um, no. And I think Elizabeth needs, I think Elizabeth needs to recognize that. Like she is in, yeah. she's, you can't rely on Bronwyn for anything right now. Um, no, but I do feel, I mean, Emily makes the point that this is like a longstanding Bronwyn behavior, like that yeah. she tends to treat people badly to make herself feel better. So I wonder if those are things Bronwyn's going to work through on her own. Um, Maybe. But on the um, Elizabeth chat, did anybody else notice? We'll post a picture of this. That she's wearing like a massive yellow diamond on her wedding finger. I didn't notice because yeah. I was probably doing it while I was watching the ironing. Right. No, watching it while I was doing the ironing. But um, but yes, you showed me the picture. That's a big ring. Yeah. We'll post it up. So if anybody has, I mean, it could just be a celebration of her divorce. But if it's anything more juicy, you share it with us. Well, speaking of juicy, she's obviously now jamming with Jimmy, isn't she? Yes, she is. Holy I think she moly. Has, I mean, in my opinion, they've been doing it all along. She just didn't want it to be on the show, but... Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. Um, Shannon and John, this is again an interesting dynamic because I think up until now I've found, I've felt like John is a great match for Shannon, that he's going to be the one that kind of saves him, makes her a bit more normal, calms her down. He's the Shannon whisperer. And actually, it turns out that they were pretty fucking codependent they've had to do three yeah. weeks apart because of her testing because of their covid shit um and sh unusually for shannon she seems to have been doing some self-reflection during that time yeah it seems like that we'll see if and it continues i'm not a shannon yeah. fan right now i'm kind of over her drama her drama and neediness like with her and the stuff with her daughter like oh my fucking god Calm it's down. Lot, I know it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure on the kids as well. It is but a lot also, of pressure. Let her go I to school and be your own person. She reminds me of an ex friend of mine, actually, who just has these exceptionally high expectations of how much time and energy she expects you to put into your that friendship, but not quite return it in the same way. Yeah, and it's just like it's a weird off balance thing. Uh, but you know, there are rumors that Shannon and John aren't as happy as they think. Maybe yeah. they just need to reassess. And I mean, to be fair, during lockdown, I mean, maybe they just I need a fucking break. 
I drank way fucking more than I should have done during that first lockdown. I mean, who the fuck didn't? Um, We'll see. I mean, like you say, how much energy do we want to spend on Shannon right now? Yeah, I don't really care. I, 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 I don't know why. Like, there's just something about her that's really rubbed me the wrong way this season. Like... I don't like that she then gets mad at Gina for like worrying about her relationship. Like she picks fights that don't make any goddamn sense. And I know uh, it's just fat shit crazy. Yeah. I'm over it. But uh, Uh, season finale is next week. So great. And speaking of Gina, do you want to touch on Gina's little issue with Matt at the moment? Yeah. So, so apparently Matt is not taking a plea (laughs) deal for his domestic abuse charges um, and so they will go to court and I, I really, I think Gina makes a really strong point here that she wishes he would just take the plea and own up to what he did because yeah, it'd be just, easier on their entire family as well. It'd be easier on the kids. It could be a real growth moment for him, but I don't think that's well, who he and also is. It, no. And it's, he doesn't ever want to admit that he's wrong. And I think it's just unkind to drag everybody through a lengthy court yeah. process that's going to cost a ton of money that's going to be really emotional probably very public oh yeah um, i mean i think we should also make it clear like gina's not the one gina doesn't have to pay for any of this like this is the hmm. state of california taking him to task so he'll have to spend some money on it but it's not like it's financially taxing for her right now. no but it's still emotionally taxing oh, she's still yeah. got kids to try and protect Good throughout Lord, the whole yes. thing you know and it's a bit like just Dude, it's very just swallow selfish. your pride, take the plea yeah. deal, move the fuck on. Yeah, I think he's just a selfish asshole. Uh, yeah. I, I also wonder if we're going to get more details about the incident because it's going public. Because we don't really know what, what really happened. And Gina's no. been very, you know, tight-lipped about it with rightly so. Like, you know, she doesn't want to relive it. But I wonder if that stuff is going to start coming out. Like, that's where... It gets worrisome for her kids and stuff too. Like she's not pressed, as you say, she's not pressed charges. The state has. And when the state decides to press charges, it it knows it's got a case. Like there's some real shit that it wants to prosecute. So again, why would he take the risk of this all being dragged through the papers just for the sake of his pride? Just fucking take the deal and. Yeah. Maybe it's some like narcissistic belief that he'll still get away with it. Even that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Otherwise, why do it? Right. Like, otherwise, right. why the fuck do it unless you're trying to get exonerated? What a douche. You're always going to get a worse sentence if you go to court and get found <laughs> yeah. guilty. If you you're know. white. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. But yeah, so season finale next week. Can't wait. Let's sign that shit off ASAP. And in the yeah. meantime, let's go to the Mormons over in Salt Lake City, where the drama is i mean the drama just keeps coming but on quieter notes meredith and seth um are apparently working it through i don't know about you she says that the good thing about this time is that the kids aren't a factor i think that's bullshit i think she feels really guilty about the whole fucking fashion show thing and so has decided to try it again um nice to see that her psychopathic son brooks is as fucking empathetic as ever oh a fucking twat. They need to be careful. I think he's going to murder them in their sleep. He is. That's exact. They're going to wake up in the middle of the night and he's going to be looking over them yeah. with like an AK-47 and he's going to shatter them to smithereens. 
He's creepy and entitled as fuck. Like, there's no pleasing him, and I, I'm not down with that. Like, no, the way and he the way speaks he, to them is so disrespectful. And and the uh-uh. way he mocks their therapy, like, what, you have to go to therapy to learn how to communicate? How fucking day. Yeah. I think there's some weird, like, Oedipus shit going on here. Like, I think there's this yeah. weird relationship with him and Meredith. Um, For sure. He also needs to move the fuck out of his parents' house. You're, you're too old. You need to go, go back to fucking school, go to college and get some learning. Yes. And you know what? Go get your fucking heart broken. Go have an empty bank account for a bit. Go and fucking just get off my television. Well, and obviously it's not their parenting because like their two other kids are not on. Well, I guess their daughter was on the show for like a tiny second, but like their other kid is not on the show at all because they're all off living their own fucking lives. Brooks, get the memo. Yeah, it's really, it's really wrong. I'd be really interested to see how he, like in the finale, how Andy treats the response and what the response has been. Because I don't think we're the only ones that think Brooks is an no, absolute like we can't fucking be. wank puffin. We can't be. Like, there's no way. Um, we can't be that wrong. <laughs> no, we're never that wrong. No, uh, maybe just a tad wrong, but not that wrong. Speaking of psychopaths, well, not psychopaths, Heather and her ex, we finally meet this ex-husband of hers that was... He's not, not ever the love of her life, but just the guy that gave her everything she ever thought was yeah. right. In it's a really way. fucked up situation, this. Um, it's super fucked up. Like, so we find out that he moved out because she wouldn't change the date of her daughter's baptism so his sister could attend. Yeah. That's the that's, reason. I mean, I feel like that's a reasonable boundary to put in place. And she, but. But interestingly, she said, I never said no. And the one time I said no, he left. And I think she. the sad thing is, is that she can't see how horribly unhealthy that relationship was because we've talked about it before. She'd rather be in an unhappy marriage, but be a good Mormon than be happy and a bad Mormon. And of course, like the religious cults, man. Exactly the same. And like you said in the pre-prod, she's been shunned. He's fine. Oh, it enraged me. He left her, but he's fine. Yeah, he can still participate in church activities and everybody's still friends with him because he's Mormon royalty and apparently can do no wrong, where she's fucking shunned and is like the worst person in the world. And she didn't even, she did not leave her partner. He left his partner because she said, no, she can't change a date. But the sad thing is, I feel like... And I feel like if he came back to her and said, I want you back, she'd go back in a heartbeat. Oh, I hope not. I feel like she'd pick her up. I feel like she would. I don't know. I think it would be, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, She can do better. That man was gorgeous. She can do so much better. So much better. Yeah. Just needs to get off the Mormon train. Yes, she Um, does. Then Jen decides to throw yet another party. It's a birthday party for Sharif. So there are some things with Jen that I can really relate to, i.e. having a partner that is away a lot. I Mm. understand that. Like, I get that that is, you start to get resentful and angry and you can't say it and you're lonely. And so you get bored and you start getting a bit messy. Like, I've been there. Yeah. But that being said, she decides not to invite Mary to this party which is fine, in my opinion. Is, they don't like too. each other. Shouldn't have to invite him. She Agreed. doesn't have to. Mary 
That actually isn't her problem. Her problem isn't that Jen hasn't invited her. Mary's problem is that the other women haven't stood up for Jen. And so she then starts saying that everybody is scared of Jen. Yeah, so she's she's done this two ways. Like, right, like the show opens with Mary crying about not being invited to the event, that she's been True. left out. And it's like, but you don't like each other. So shut up. Like, it's not an, it's not a real issue. Then later on with Whitney, she takes it further and she's like, no, like all the other girls have come to me and said they're afraid of Jen, but they won't stand up to her like I will. I call bullshit. I, I don't do think, too. I think Lisa is scared of Jen, but I don't think she'd ever admit it to anybody in a she month She would of never say Sundays. it. Like nobody would actually call Certainly somebody and Mary. say that, right? No. no. I don't even think Meredith would. Like, why would Meredith no. pick up the phone and be like, oh, I'm just scared of her? Like, And also, I don't think that? Meredith is scared of Jen. I think Meredith no. is one of those people that, one of those people that will stand up and say, I'm not okay with this. I'm aggravated. Right? Um, I think we've seen that. Yeah. So I, I call bullshit on Mary's meddling there. But what she's done is she's like picked the weakest, kindest yeah. fucking run of the litter in Whitney Got her yeah. all fired up, made her feel like she has to do the right thing and stand up. And she's, oh, oh God, it's like a lamb to the slaughter. You can't, I, can't, I can't even think about watching it again. Like, she just keeps going <laughs> and there's no stopping. And Heather, her supposed wing woman, Heather, I have issue with you on this. You should take your cousin and say, Whitney, it's not going to work. Abort. Abort, Abort. the mission. <laughs> It's gone terribly wrong. Just tell people you're too hammered and walk away because you Whitney are. is on fucking fire. Like she walks in, she first of all tells Jen that everybody's talking about her behind the back and they all think that she's scary. And that fucking and then goes immediately. Cra- and then immediately goes, I know what makes this right is going and setting another fire over here and tells oh. Meredith that everybody's been talking about her and Seth. She's like, the fire starter. She really was. I understand the need to tell people. I think right from the moment I knew she was going to do it at the party, I was like, that's not cool. Like, even yeah. even if Jen wasn't Jen, it's not cool to do that there. Secondly, Dutch courage is one thing. Being paralytic is like a whole other <laughs> ball game. Like, that's not when you are at your best to have no. tactful conversations. No. And it's when you need your friends to say, this is a very bad fucking idea. You need to stop. Or, you know what, I'm getting a taxi, we're going home. The person who's really scared of Jen is Heather, who fucking runs off and hides in a corner. (laughs) Doesn't, it just leaves Whitney. What I do love about Heather is that she makes no bones about it. She's like, I got the fuck out of there. I was scared. Like, she owns her, she owns her running away-ness, but I am going to call her out and be like, she's your cousin. She is, and Whitney's going to come off as really messy here, but actually she was just terrified and drunk and she didn't yeah. know what And didn't know to how do. to handle it. She it, was out of her fucking depth. She was out of what? her depth. Mary fucking knew it when she set her off on the journey. Yes, like, she did. The high-end it, it, hoarder knew it. Oh, she uh, 100% did. And she is a high-end hoarder. How dare you treat those high-end clothes the way you do? They deserve also, you've got dust the money to have an organization. If you've got a 20,000 square foot home, you can have multiple closets. You have a spring, fall, winter, whatever, and you have them fucking organized. You don't treat clothes that way. I don't even treat my Target clothes that way. On the, uh, I love Target. On the subject of Mary, I didn't realize that when you inherited a church, you also inherited like several mansions, a daycare center, uh, a mortgage company, 
and cults, whatever man. the fuck else she she did. It's cults. Cults. We're back to fucking cults. It goes all the way to the top of the cult pyramid or the multi-level marketing pyramid. Oh my God, I'm watching Murder on Middle Beach. That's, mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that later, but fuck me, that's great. Well, I was um, going to say, on the back of the MLMs, there's another podcast called The Dream that is all about multi-level marketing schemes that, if you're interested, is well worth a listen. I've also got a couple of true crime ones I'm going to send you to that apparently are amazing. Excellent. Um, but yes, let's keep going. We'll keep going with Salt yeah. Lake City Girls. I mean, I, I think we're coming towards the end of that season as well, aren't we? I don't know. Uh, oh, I didn't write. I usually am really good about writing down the numbers. We're not super far into it. I mean, I think this will go on for a little bit. But um, oh, okay. I mean, we see Jen lose her shit and want to go and Sharif is not pleased. So I think we'll definitely be hearing more about the birthday party fiasco. I mean, man, this, oh, I know we're going to move on, but just. This idea yeah. that you can behave like that in public. Like, I don't care who's done what to you. You don't no. start fucking shouting and throwing shit. Especially, like, throwing glass at that top golf thing, because those are, like, they're all yes. open on one side. Somebody could be I, cut. You're like, health and safety. Yeah. Straight off. Did you, it's not okay. It's not okay. Um, You're anyway, raining glass on unsuspecting golfers below you. <laughs> let's leave. Let's leave those crazy women uh, for a moment and head to our final show, which is Southern Charm. Oh. Um, so this is again a show I'm really, really enjoying, and I think yeah. it's because it's set against. Sorry, my brother's keeps trying to call me. It's really irritating. Um, I think it's because it's set against the backdrop of obviously what's going on, um, but. It's handled in a really thoughtful way. Yeah. Well, in a very Um, real way as well. In a very real way. And also it's like just so, it's microcosmic, right? It's exactly everything that's happening in Southern Charm between Catherine and Lever and the rest of the girls is kind of just representative of the bigger conversation that's going on everywhere. And Catherine's attitude to it is representative of such uh, a narrow-minded attitude that we are seeing that's starting to become dismantled but is still very much there. So it's really interesting. Catherine has uh, lunch with Shep. Bear in mind, she's been fired from Gwyn's. Uh, yes. This is the first time she's seen Shep since Emojigate. Right. Um, Shep says, "I." he says, I think she was wrong, but I don't think she's a racist. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have to get over this idea that people are consciously racist. Well, I, I was just about to say, like, we, I, I feel like for me, this whole year has really torn the white hood off of what racists actually look like. Racists aren't riding through the streets, setting things on fire anymore. I mean, they are sometimes, but yeah. predominantly they're not hit. They're not, you know, wearing a KKK outfit. They're not, they're not those people. They are everyday people who live with hate in their hearts on a daily basis. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think this is the thing. The point about fighting racism is to get the people who don't think that they're racist to recognize that they are actually racist. And I think yeah. that's the that's the point. And this is what Shep's missing, and it's what Catherine's missing. Yeah. And it's and actually to a certain extent, being a racist kind of subconsciously because that's inherently how you've been brought up 
is not really the biggest problem. The biggest problem is not being open to understanding that that's what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Um, there's no, there's like no thought process that like you could even be what they think you are. Like, I think I'm pretty surprised that like she doesn't really, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised that she doesn't take this time to really think through, oh God, am I racist? Like, Was it a thing that came out? Like, holy shit, I need to reevaluate some things. It's just she gets on the defensive and and gets herself a black boyfriend. So let's talk about that. Oh, like I 100%. Ravenel. Let's just have that conversation that we're all that we're all going to let's just do it because I. Yeah, I may be wrong, but in my mind, a lot of black people have the surnames of their previous white masters, from slave owners from back in the day. That's and been so, my understanding. So... That it used is, to happen. I don't know if it, it did in this point. But and I know a lot happen. of them have changed their names. For sure. It's not, but is there a chart... Are we looking at a possibility that Catherine is now dating a man who comes from a lineage of people who used to be potentially owned by the family of her baby daddy. I mean, I assume so. Or it's a possibility, just great right? philanderers who, you know, what have you. But it's fucking weird. It's really fucking weird. And I love Shep's insistence that she's not going to date somebody. I, I like his naivety and his willingness to give her the benefit of the doubt. It seems I, contrived as fuck. I think, I, Catherine, it's exactly, it's got Catherine written all fucking over it. And the way that she talks about him as well at that yeah. lunch, it's like, I've got a black boyfriend. It's like, like whispering as if she's it, like, like people used to whisper cancer. Like, Yeah, it's like she's not, you That's know, racist. <laughs> it, it, it mind, it, everything, you know? I can't you wait can't, for the reunion of this show. I cannot wait for the reunion of this show. Um, Obviously, Levisy straight through that shit. um, Yeah. And uh, they get to talk about that a little bit while they are getting their outfits together for Madison's party. Now, (sighs) Madison's Madison's throwing this party initially because it was a birthday party for Austin. Correct. Um, Since they have broken up, she's decided to go ahead with the party anyway, but now it's just a kind of fun get together. Um, and she calls Which I Austin. think is fair. I do too. She I mean, she had all the deposits just... paid. Who's right. gonna, like, I wouldn't miss out on that. So she calls Austin off the back of her previous conversation in the last episode with Craig, with Craig. who sat her down and said, you are hurting him. You need to break away. So she's like, fine, I'm going to call Austin and tell him he can't come to the party. Yeah. He then throws a shit fit. So then she calls him back and says, listen, if you can behave and you can let go of being an asshole then you're more than welcome to come. He's like, no, I'll give it a miss. Done. Fine. But then he goes then to the he party. shows anyways. He is such a fucking immature baby. Like, I can't, I can't even deal. Like, if you tell somebody you're not coming to a party, A, it's really bad form to show up anyways. It's just bad manners. And you yes. being a Southern boy should know that because I'm sure your mom raised you that way. Well, and then to get salty because there isn't a place set, it for, set for you. It's like... You, you said you weren't coming. supposed to be there. 
Like, you should be happy there is actually even a glass for her to throw together a thing for you. And then acting like a baby because he's not sitting next to... (laughs) And then wearing the same thing as Craig. And then turning up and twinsing with Craig. No! (laughs) With their mustard pants and their white shirts. Twinning is not winning, you... (laughs) Fucking douchebags. <laughs> I do love how Pringle calls them the mustard brothers. I I love Pringle. Like my my oh. obsession with Pringle is getting a little out of control. I mean, between Pringle and Bridgerton, Ooh, it's I haven't known, what to, I haven't known what to do with myself. <laughs> um but I mean, Austin just needs to let it go. Ugh. Madison, he brings out the worst in both of them yeah, now. They Madison's both do. being a cow. Yeah. It just needs to stop. Craig is very rarely right, but on this subject is right. You're making everybody's life miserable. Just fucking stay away from each other. Right. Um, Catherine and Danny try to work their shit out, but it's like talking at a brick wall. Well, because they don't really know what to say to each other. Like, I do, I do think something is going on with Danny. She looks really, really thin. In comparison to where she started in the season. I do think, I mean, I think all this stuff is emotional, rightly so. Like, I'd be upset if it was my friend. But I feel like it's it's turned to 11 when it probably should be about a 7. And it would be a 7 normally. I feel like there's something going on with Danny. Craig does not make it any better by bringing toxic masculinity to the party. What the fuck was that? I mean, with Danny, I worry about her. She's obviously had to quarantine. She's been quarantining by herself. Maybe yeah. that hasn't been great. She looks incredibly thin. There does seem to be some sort of weird twitching or with her face. Her mouth is lopsided. I don't know what's going on. There seems yeah. I'm, like I'm worried about her. Her um, health. Her health. Um, I think Catherine and Danny just need some space. I think Danny just needs to extricate herself from that friendship. Well, I you think know, they've they've had a very codependent relationship as well. Like, I mean, Danny broke up with like her, you know, ended her engagement a couple seasons ago. And then it's really just been her and Catherine. So I think there's, there's some codependency there as well on both sides. So maybe everyone just needs to take a moment. A hundred percent. And then we've got just, I guess to wrap it up, we've got the fight at the end with Catherine, who's doing this old <sighs> school technique of hers, which is like playing this wounded little girl and gets the boys on side. And Austin is just itching for a fight and yeah. gets in Lever's face. And it's just all really ugly. It's really ugly. It's not fun to watch. Thank God I was not on that boat. That is not a oh. party I would have wanted to attend. It was beautiful. Like with other people, that would have been a fun party. But yeah. Uh, with yeah. you. Yeah. She with whipped- you. For sure. With our families, it would have been great. We would have had a great time. Kids would have been paddling around. We would have been hammered. It would have been fine. Perfect. Um, But this felt a little bit more Lord of the Flies than Lord of the fucking dance. So we'll see how it goes. But I do think this is an interesting uh, show at the moment, and I'm here for it. But Yeah, we've got the season finale coming up. I don't know if it's just going to be extra long or over two weeks, so we'll see how that goes. Can't wait for the reunion. Um, It's going to be a good one. It really is. Um, But that's us for now. Thank you so much for tuning back into our first episode of 2021. Please remember that we can always, always, always use your rates and reviews. It makes a huge difference to us. And let me tell you, we are going to really push this this year. So we're going to need your help. So the more reviews and ratings that we get, the better it will be. Um, Maybe all up in your face with TV My Husband Hates. All up in your face. Uh, But in the meantime... 
from lockdown here in London and from a slightly chaotic America over there in Denver. <laughs> um, we uh, thank you for your time. And remember, smart people watch reality TV too. Bye-bye. Bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. Theme music and production for TV My Husband Hates is by Jimmy Sims. Oh, 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 oh,